This is where it all began. The story of Candyman. Local character, he walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees. Hands, hands, hands. They beat him, tortured him, killed him right there on the spot. A couple weeks later, more razor blades and more candy. He'd been innocent. So he's real. Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. If you're out here looking for Candyman, you ask me, stay away. I feel really connected to this story. Go on. Right here in this neighborhood, the legend started. Uh huh. And the legend is. If we say、uh-huh. his name five, five times. times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop. I don't want to get creeped out in my new apartment before bed. Candy. Candy. Black people don't need to be summoning. Don't. I dare you. Don't say that. Say his name. Candyman. You better not do that last one. Candyman. Candyman. You want to be a part of the story, right? No. Say his name. Candyman. Anthony. 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 Are you okay? Anthony. What the hell is going on? Anthony. This neighborhood is haunted. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman, is it real? He told me he has purpose for you. Tell the three one. New to the neighborhood. You should say it. Candyman. Say his name. From under there. No. Come on. I saw a monster in the closet. There is no such thing as monsters. But I saw it. Jeff, could you come up here? Okay, pal. It's time for bed. There's no such thing as monsters.
This is Beyond Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. Just because you're not playing does not mean you're not a player. Scott McGusky! Scott McGusky. Hey, you got any honeys you like it? Lisa, she's pretty fly. Word? Same name as my girl. Give me the ball, Jimmy. Stained concrete, hear the dead MC flying at my feet. It took a nine millimeter rhyme straight to your mind. Damn, my better split. This witness is my dime, so I make my way up the block. Get the whole base and lock that. Uh. Crack the Carassier and grab the phone. Call one of my troops up. Hope the soldiers when he says, Yo, what's up? What's going on? Make it quick, cause I'm trying to get my stellar on. Go. You grow up in the. These lyrical assassins tried to pull a hit and then boom, came a noise from the other room. It was the boys in blue with the SWAT crew. They got us locked up for lyrical murder. It's one of them charges that you never heard of. It's the booth, the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, it's the booth, the booth, the booth. Yeah, we're killing all your podcasts like the HIV virus. You want to battle this kid's club? Don't even try this. Back the uh. up, think again, count to ten. You want to grab that mic just to get done in? It's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. The booth. The booth. The booth. Yeah, it's the booth. Was he African? African. African. No. He was American and he was like you. He looked just like you. He was Jewish. Just Wait, like okay. him. Jew. Okay. It's an odd crime for a Jew to yeah, kill. Yeah, pretty docile. Okay, so we have an African Jew wearing a hoodie. No, you don't. No. no, that's not what I said. Is that what you heard me say? I said he looked like you. Do you look like an African Jew? No, I look like a cop. Yeah. <sighs> he was Caucasian. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. There we go. Okay, so everybody can hear me now. It's your boy, Since the One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth, and it is July 13th, 2021. The year is flying along here. Um, before I get into my first guest this week, I got to thank my special guests for last week. I was joined by Mayor Robert Sullivan of the City of Brockton. Great interview with the mayor. Also, my guys, Kenneth Diesenhoff were on, Robert Resnick were on. We were on Tuesday nights, regular time, uh, first every month. These guys are going to be on with me to discuss any political and legal stuff that's going on. And then I'm also going to thank the two last-minute special guests that came on Wednesday night, Phoenix P. and Menly. Um, these were two activists who were well-knowledgeable in this situation that is happening over in Haiti with the assassination of the president, Jovio Moise. Um, they came in, they spoke right from the heart. It was a very emotional, touching episode last week. And um, I'm still a little bit shaken up at, at their discussion um, as to how they don't want any help from the U.S. They feel that this problem is a Haitian problem and it needs to take care of itself. They can't keep bringing people in to clear up their problems that they've had there 
for the longest time. So my prayers and blessings go out to them and um, everybody's families who are affected by this tragic situation <clears throat> over in Haiti. As you look over to my left, my first guest is on with me tonight. She's actually my only guest on with me tonight. Only got one guest. I know we had a ton of people last week on. Um, but she is a personal accountability coach, Andrea Mason. And the funny thing is, is I've been promoting her coming on this show kind of all week. And I kind of said she's probably going to be like a personal slap you upside the head coach. Is that correct? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, so what exactly it is that that we have that you do, and let people know. Yes, absolutely. So, I am a personal accountability coach, and what that entails is helping individuals achieve personal freedom through the healing power of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And I let them achieve their dreams by stepping right by their side through their tears cheers and fears and what i do is i don't dictate i don't lecture i just listen and learn there's no judgment here just just results no excuses okay now if someone how does somebody know that they need a personal accountability coach how does someone wake up one day and say hey i need to get this person in my life and contact you well, you know what? It's the old cliche. Uh, are you talking the talk and walking the walk? If you have a dream that you've been trying to achieve and you push back that deadline and, you know, time and time again, dreams don't have a deadline. It's all about determination and dedication. And if you're not happy with where you are, you're not doing what you are passionate about then you're then accountability coach is going to lead you in the right direction and i'm different from no from the others where i don't have a blueprint i don't have a layout of what your life is i'm not walking in your shoes you are walking in your shoes every single day you let me know what you want to achieve and we strategize on what works best for your schedule your pace and your mission to achieve that goal Wow, that sounds very good. There's a, there's a lot of people I know around me, you know, that could use someone like you. And it seems, to be honest, you're the, you're like the third person that I've met this month, to be honest, that has this title. Um, there's someone here in Brockton, um, Coach Bree Nichols, who's running for a political office, but she's also doing the same thing. It seems like this is a growing thing. Did we? Did you find that a lot of people needed something like this after going through COVID? Oh, absolutely. You know, for me, it, it, that year was a year of clarity. How did I take all of my expertise of over two decades in social work, psychology, learning the behaviorisms and understanding the science of how individuals work? And in that of the mental health field, let alone of what's going on in this chaotic world, we lose sight of our dreams. We lose sight of what we're supposed to do and what we should be doing. We rather focus on people pleasing everybody else, meeting the bills, and just doing something we dread every single day, whether it be the graveyard shift, the nine to five, the 10 to six, the eight to four, and we don't see any results. We're overworked and underpaid. So why not take the gifts and values and talents that you've learned over your time and build a legacy of it? May have it impactful, have it be something that's not only influential and interesting and inspirational, but receive revenue and income from it. And mm. that's what I've seen, you know, everybody's home and, you know, it's a whole different world we live in, you know, for me to be speaking on this platform, like we were in each other's living room, it's amazing. Technology has that advantage, but has a disadvantage with limiting and influencing you on what you should be doing and shouldn't be doing. How many times have somebody asked you, hey, you know what, what do you love doing? What are you good at? And when you take everybody in your life saying, oh, Andrea is good at this, Andrea is good at that, then make something out of it because that's your skills. And areas that you have short, that you're <coughs> short of, no pun intended because I'm petite, <laughs> you can always find somebody who's tactile in the specifications or mathematics. You know, we are creators and innovators ourselves in this industry of mentoring, coaching, inspiring. But when it comes to numbers, that's a whole different world. So that's where we can come together and unite. Wow. And it's funny you talk about that and how, you know, COVID, because there were a lot of people who <clears throat> who took control of their personal accountabilities. I, I met a young man 
um, traveling back from Mississippi and North Carolina. He was a former gangbanger. And, you know, he told me that, you know, he had owned this restaurant that we stopped in. And I, and I, at first I asked who the owner was. I met him and stuff. And then I asked him a story. He says, yeah, he says, you know, I was a gangbanger. Um, I was making 15, 20 bucks an hour. I kept losing jobs left and right under COVID. And he said one day he looked at his fiance and he said, I got to just change this and do something better. I got to use my skills better. And what he did was he took a loan from his aunt for 10 grand. He opened the restaurant. The restaurant became a huge success to the point where he was able to open a second restaurant. Then he was able to buy a food truck. And now he's to the point where he's getting ready to buy a third restaurant at 26 years old. So that's kind of what you're talking about here is, is learn your skill set and your strengths. And, um, one of the things he taught told me is something that might have come from you. You would say is, you know, he said that his brother who who ended up in jail over a, a tragic incident, um, they were walking down the street and he was mean mugging somebody. And his brother said to him, why are you mean mugging those two guys? And he says, oh, I'm just mean mugging them because, they, you know, they're in my hood, this and that. He's like, but you don't know what those two men can teach you or provide for you. And he, when he, when his brother told him that, that's when he realized that he had to, you know, start thinking about changing his ways. So it's, you know, what you're saying here is kind of hitting home. And to be honest, I think if we didn't have COVID, um, a lot of people's eyes wouldn't have been open. I know for me, financially, um, I know this as, as personal accountability. I know this under COVID, you know, once we were locked down mm-hmm. and once we couldn't do anything, um, I noticed the money in my bank account was getting higher and higher and higher because I wasn't going to football games and Celtics games and concerts and out to eat twice or three times a week. And then I realized, you know what? I'm saving all this money. It's time to put this money back into my home and, and, and things like that. And that's almost kind of exactly what you're talking about here. So I, I want you to just keep going and just let people know more about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know what it is? It is changing your channel. Every single moment in your life, you have the option to make a choice, whether you're the right choice or the wrong choice. But regardless, you are able to take the pen in your own hand and start writing your own story. And what I love about that story is that the brother was able to really (coughs) shift the focus, shift the lens of the perspectives that people have. And in my experience and mental health, medical wellness and holistic fields, that's what I've learned. You know, as in the social work industry, I was able to connect with people on all different levels, all different backgrounds, creeds, financial, socioeconomic, you name it. And I was, (coughs) and I looked at them and treated them as a woman of integrity, as a human being, not as a label, not as a stigmatism, not as this you know, monster per se, because I would go into the jail cells of those with severe schizophrenia, those who've committed murder, those who've committed pedophilia, those who've committed, you know, heinous crimes. And when I spoke to them, to be honest, on a, on a personal level, that was all they knew. That was all that their family had done. That's all what they've learned they were exposed to. They didn't do it with intention. And some of them didn't even know they were in a fog. They were programmed of, oh, that's how you're supposed to treat someone. If somebody does you wrong or somebody doesn't follow through with whatever you will to agree or disagree. And then when I got to the heart of the individuals and really started effectively listening and communicating, I still remember coming home one day and respecting confidentiality. I said, you know, I'm just grateful to be here another day with a roof over my head fresh, clean water and a bed to sleep upon. You don't know how bad it is and you don't know what the other person is going through or has been. But my mission, my message is to be transparent with the audience, to be honest and to share my stories and losses and struggles to know we are all human in the end. We are all created by the same creator. And all we have to do is make a conscious choice to decide what you want to do and follow your heart and not the herd nor the hurt for that will get you nowhere. And and, and you're speaking, it's funny because the way you're talking, um, you know, we see it on social media and Mm -hmm. we see a lot of people 
like you'll see that, and I'm, I can't, I can't put friends or people out there that they know, but I'll, I'll just say that, you know, all of us on social media, we can all say that we have that one friend or someone that we know on, on social media who seems like every day there's a problem. And, and and it becomes to a point where, and I was just talking to this, to a friend the other day, and I said it becomes a time when you want to just grab that person and say, "Hey, you can't have all of these problems and blame everybody else. That problem has to be you." Have you have you seen that on social media too? When you see people that every day it's that same problem, what yeah. would you say to that person? How would you? And it, and it comes all down to misery loves company. You know, my closest inner circle in my journey. I've had people, family members, Andrea, what are you doing? You're not established. You're not, you're not experienced in this. What's going to make you think you're going to be a global voice? And what I tell people is, you know what? You could have 99 likes and you can have one dislike. And what is our immediate reaction as a human race? We focus on that one dislike mm -hmm. and we don't embrace <coughs> and praise those who are supporting us. So what I say to that is, you know, I've had this experience during this journey within the past couple of months myself. And I said to them, you know, being bullied, abused, neglected, and abandoned during my childhood, I was an adopted child. I came from underdeveloped country that of South America, Colombia, Colombia, South America, during the cartel, drug zone war turn era. My parents made the ultimate sacrifice and put me up for adoption. I was welcomed to America at 11 pounds at 11 months old, wow. pound per month. So when I understood and was able to be notified by my parents that I was adopted and I would look on that TV of those underprivileged children, I said, that could have been me or I couldn't be here. Always, somebody's always not going to have what you have. There's a situation of less fortunate and there's a situation of fortunate. And it's how you perceive yourself when you reflect upon your reflection and really be comfortable in your own skin. And you're able to tone in on the responsibility and accountability. Well, maybe my life is going sour because I don't see the positive in anything. Mm. I don't take the opportunity to be grateful. <coughs> and that's what the key is. Gratitude, attitude, paying it forward and recognizing there's still a silver lining around a dark cloud. And it is not easy to say, but that's where stemming from forgiveness, because until we forgive those individuals, incidents and occurrences that have scarred us, and we don't forget, but we learn from those lessons, we're going to still carry that baggage. And someone's always going to be a reminder of those who put you down. And so when you see somebody thriving and your mindset is stuck in that sour mix, you will take just like a tornado or hurricane, you will take every one down with you. And you have to have the right permission and ability to not give that person permission to define who you are. Mm. That's where the accountability and responsibility hones in. Wow. Wow. It, it, it's funny, you know, you say that because when I went through, when I went through my divorce, um, it was real ugly, it got into social media and, um, you know, there were at times I was very angry and I lashed out. And yes. two of the most strongest messages that came to me were from close personal friends mm -hmm. who private messaged me. And they said, look, they, I'm going to tell you two things. One, don't ever let anybody take you out of your character. You're well-respected in this community. You have a lot of integrity. And they're making you look a different person the way you are. Don't let them do that to you. And then somebody else had said um, that there are people out there who are on your social media and, and approving of the things you're saying because they're the ones that want to see you fall. Right. And I realized, you know, something that makes a lot of sense, you know, it know your battle. And um, yeah, it, this is great stuff. And, and wow, we're fast. That, that We're fast into this interview. Um, I want to be able to find out how people can get in touch with you, reach out with you and how they can follow you because you, you have your own podcast, don't you? Or, it's in the works. <laughs> okay, all right. I know I saw something coming, yes. Yes, absolutely. <coughs> so they can reach me on all social media handles. I'm on Andrea Mason Facebook, am.andreamasons at uh, Instagram, Andrea Mason at LinkedIn, and I am Andrea Mason, your accountability coach on YouTube. And I welcome 
all the connections and support and anybody that is watching this either today or on playback, I, I definitely want to offer them a, a gift of my time. Absolutely. Nice. It's great stuff. And I'm glad to have you on. I see Viana Marie. She said hello to Booth in, in the chat. Dave Haggett, he's watching. Uh, Maddie from Maddie C Sports from you and me. Hey, Maddie, thank you for chiming into the show. <laughs> Again, my guest today is Andre Mason. She's a personal accountability coach. And as I said, there, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out there that I think need this. And you see it on social media daily. <clears throat> One of the things that I've struggled with last year during COVID was seeing a lot of these young people young stars um, committing suicide because they couldn't cope or deal with this bullying and abuse that they would, you know, it, it was like you said, it was all about, they could have a million followers and it, it killed me. Like these kids on YouTube had millions and millions of followers, but it was just that small handful of dislikes and people who bullied them that took them to taking their own lives. And I, and I to be honest, I struggle with that because I'm confused. Cause I'm like, why would, Someone which so many people that love them still take their own life yeah. because you know they're focused on the dislikes. It, it's the loss of acceptance. It's the not fitting in. It's, you know, for those who are the naysayers, they're striving for attention. But either way, it's your responsibility, your accountability to take that message and drive that negativity into positive energy. Well, you know what? I'm going to, I know what I'm worth. I'm comfortable in my own skin. And I know that I'm, I'm deserving of everything that I've gotten and I'm grateful for. And like I said, that goes tail, you know, kind of dovetails back to integrity, forgiveness, and following your heart. Absolutely. So if someone's watching this show right now on replay or live, so if they have this issue where they're <coughs> kind of in that spot, <clears throat> And they reach out to you, you would kind of steer them in that path away from having those dis those dislikes affected, correct? Absolutely. And that's the healing process of forgiveness <clears throat> of the journey that I walk with the individual. Okay. You know, I definitely kind of take their tunnel. Remember, tunnel vision can be perceived as two's way. One focusing on the prize, but not looking at other options of windows of opportunity that you can possibly go to expand yourself and influence more. And then there's a tunnel vision of, I'm just not going to listen to anything. I'm going to quiet the noise. And no matter what, I'm getting this done, you know? And so when individuals have that, you know, that struggle of, well, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I fit in. I'm kind of lost, but I'm still anxious. I want to do this, this, and this, but I have, you know, watered my seeds all with one watering can where if you just like like Tyler Perry says, when you water one seed, make sure it flourishes and then just repeat the process and you'll be able to succeed and build a garden, grow a garden. Mm. And that's what I do is, you know, we get to the root cause why you do or don't do what you do. There's some blockage, the science is behind it. There's some blockage, some incident that has doubted you and went into your subconscious and your ego and says, you're not deserving of it. And that's mm. where we, we are able to tap into that. Wow. Well. Wow. Great stuff. Great interview. I am so glad to have you on. We are at 725. Um, what we're going to do here, I'm going to take a quick break. <clears throat> I've got a PSA to show everybody from the youth organization. You guys will see this. Uh, this one's focusing on addiction and overdosing. Um, it's kind of a different spiel. But I want to thank you, Andrea, for coming on this show. Um, when you kick your podcast off, let me know. I'd like to link up and make sure we Absolutely. help you promote that and get the and get it out there for you. And um, stay it. friends on Facebook. I'll be following you on Instagram. I'll be following you on on, on all of your social media. Uh, this I is great stuff. It. No, Thank no you problem. Thank so much for having me. Always pay it forward. I likewise I do as well. Thank, Thank you. you very much. So, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back after this with more booth here on hoopazoo.com and hatchetradio.com and YouTube. Don't forget to click subscribe. And get the notifications, and we'll be back after this. Another lesson from my neighborhood. Do you know how to tell if mom is overdosing on drugs? If your mom shoots dope every day like mine, you can only help her if you know the signs of an overdose. An overdose? Yes, an overdose. Don't call the ambulance if you're in doubt Unless she shakes uncontrollably or foams at the mouth That's an overdose Okay 
That's an overdose. Mm -hmm. That's an overdose. You could find her on the floor or find her in bed. And if you know what to do, she won't end up dead of an overdose. Really? Yes, an overdose. Well, I don't know. The signs of danger are simple to see. If she's twitching and seizing and can barely breathe, that's an overdose. Yeah. That's an overdose. That's an, an overdose. overdose. Mom always knows best. All right, it's your boy back here broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth, and I want to thank everybody for chiming in the chat, and I want to thank my previous guest, Andrea Mason. Um, she actually is posting all of her links in the chat for you guys to check her out and follow her. Uh, it was a great interview, good stuff, touching stuff, very powerful stuff. Um, so I want to make sure you guys check her out, follow her, and I'm definitely going to have her on this show on a future time. It, it, definitely, definitely great conversation. Um, as I said, there's a lot of people that I know on my social media who could use a personal slap upside the head, <laughs> as I would call it. Please excuse me. I have I, I actually have allergies or something going on today, and my sinuses are a mess, a tickle in my throat, and I really apologize. I almost was going to blow off the show tonight, but I don't think I'm going to recoup from this anytime soon. The, the, the Everything is in the air. We've got all this rain <coughs> and stuff. And I'm just going to try to fight through it. But uh, as you guys can see, Oscar Mike Radio Hat is on again this week. Uh, I got to give a big shout out. Travis Partington, he suffered a patella supper separation in his knee. Uh, I believe it was his nef left knee. He just got the staples out last week. Oscar Mike Radio. <coughs> this guy is still grinding and putting out shows, but he's recouping. From this patella separation, he's actually documenting it, and he's going through this whole rehab process. So, guys, check out Oscar Mike Radio. Check out Travis Partington's IG, Twitter, and Facebook page as he documents his recovery from this. Uh, most weightlifters, powerlifters, never can come back from this, but he's gonna give it his all. He's gonna give it the old, you know, guys who don't know, uh, he's a Marine vet, <coughs> so he's gonna give it the old Marine go. And um, we'll see and support him. And um, I might even get him on the show one night to kind of talk with it. So we'll see. Uh, let's get into my sponsors. Michael Douglas Burrito, MDB Electronics. This is the guy who fixes my controllers within 24 hours to 48 hours. <coughs> he has my controllers fixed, and I'm back to gaming. I have multiple controllers, but that, it doesn't matter. I'm really anal about my controllers. So lifetime guarantee on your controllers if he fixes the problem, if it happens again. You send it back out, he gets it to you. It's all set. You're back to gaming. Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. Also, Reborom.com, that's my cousin's clothing line. You want to make sure you visit her website, check her out, purchase some clothing, let her know you saw it here on the booth. Um, tactical Target Systems, <coughs> as you guys know, again, I have a fear of zombies, and um, I go to the range, and these are what I use. I use tactical target systems, zombie targets. So when the zombie apocalypse happens, I can survive. Headshots <coughs> galore. Uh, Vianna Marie, that's my artist who I manage. She's actually in the studio tonight up at Joey Benjamin's at Loud Dope Studios up in Belmont, Mass. You want to check him out, Joey Benjamin's up in Belmont, Mass. Uh, he is helping Vianna Marie put the finishing touches on her new project, which is scheduled for a listening party uh, in August. So keep following us here in the booth. Um, we are going to be releasing that info as soon as possible. Uh, let's get into the news booth for today. Heading into the news booth, more family news. Uh, this is my uh, cousin's wife, Celeste Watkins-Hayes. Uh, she wrote a book a few years back, um, which was called Remaking a Life, how women living with HIV and AIDS confront inequality. Uh, 
and her book just earned the ASA's Distinguished Scholarly Book Award. So big props to her. Congrats. I am pretty psyched and ecstatic about that. <coughs> also, insurance agent CNA was hacked, suffered a major data breach. So if you deal with CNA, uh, you want to make sure you change your passwords and stuff everywhere because it's a humongous hack. Heading into the legal booth, <coughs> Mass Attorney General announces $4.3 billion settlement with the Sackler family. Now, um, out of that $4.3 billion, $90 million of that is coming to Massachusetts, $90 million of that. And that $90 million is going to awareness, because I saw a friend post um, and said, oh, with this $90 million, hopefully we get our roads and bridges. No, that, that money is not going to roads and bridges. That money is going to teach and awareness and, and to keep this whole thing with addiction and opiates from happening ever again. Now, I feel we should go even deeper. I think the Sacklers should get that Purdue name off the building at Harvard University now that they've admitted that they knowingly put this product out there knowing how addictive it was. Um, as I mentioned on last week's show, um, Purdue Sackler settled, CVS settled, um, waiting for Walgreens and uh, Walmart to settle, Rite Aid settled for, for, I believe, which is probably why all their places are closing up. But if you guys remember, Sackler, P Purdue actually filed for bankruptcy. <coughs> and Johnson & Johnson also settled, which to me was hypocritical because Johnson & Johnson settled, but they're going to probably make back those losses because they created one of the uh, vaccinations, you know, one of the vaccines. So they, they made some of that money back. So kind of hypocritical there. Last week I talked about Britney Spears losing her conservatorship and it stayed in the hands of her dad. And a lot of people were doing this whole free Britney thing and stuff. And I was like, you know, if you paid attention in court, when she opened up the case, she said, mentally, she can't even function day by day. If you watch Britney's Instagram, you know this woman has a problem. You look at her eyes and you say she's not, she's not there. But what is happening now, because of what happened last week, uh, a lot of people are just tired. They're tired of having the names dragged through the mud. They're tired of having their integrity in check. So what is happening now is her manager has now stepped down. Um, her personal lawyer has now stepped down because it was leaked that her lawyer was actually giving info to her sister Jamie and her dad about her whereabouts, what what she's doing. And they, they had to get that info from somebody closer because, you know, she had a boyfriend that her own camp came out and said that, you know, he's only with her for her money. And, you know, this is exactly what her father is protecting her from. Um, but now, as these people step down, her Instagram has just gotten worse. Um, as soon as her manager and her lawyer stepped down, uh, two days later, Britney Spears posted a video on Instagram of her topless from the backside. And then uh, she did another weird video dressed in this red outfit. And um, she's it's just sad. She's not all there. And the thing is, is that as people are just getting tired of having the names dragged through the mud. Um, I feel bad for her because what's going to happen is, is this is going to let the vultures in. And then what's going to happen three, four, five years from now, something we're going to be reading something real bad about Britney Spears. And God forbid, if it does happen, I'm going to be calling out a lot of people who have been pumping this whole hashtag free Britney thing from Madonna out to and on. Um, so we'll see. It's just scary. Uh, in the legal booth, I don't know if you guys know the singer Dua Lipa. She's being sued. This is the new thing. If you haven't heard yet, this is this is new. Paparazzi's now suing people for posting pictures of themselves on their IGs and getting likes and getting hits. And my feeling is, is if I had Ken or Robin to show, I'm like, I get it. I understand why the paparazzi is suing these celebs for taking the pictures that they that they took of them and they feel like people should be buying those photos from them from the photographer but the thing is is if this person didn't grant you the ability to take this photograph you wouldn't you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in right now as the photographer so i think it's really hypocritical for a photographer to sue a celebrity 
for using their photo. I always thought that if you took a photo with a photographer, you have the rights to that photo, and the photographer has the rights to that photo, and then whatever is in that contract in regards to as you know what you do or don't do with that photo is agreed upon. So the fact that these stars, and she's not the first, there's been a few stars who have been sued by paparazzi for sharing photos, I think it's crazy. I think I, I think it's crazy. I might even save this question for Ken and Rob when they come on the show next month. You know, I might hold on to that. In the entertainment booth, and if you guys are looking at that Sinister One production right there, rest in peace, Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful. He was the last of the Heenan family. If you guys remember Bobby Heenan and the Heenan family, um, I think it was Big John, St Big John Stud, King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant, Mr. Paul Orndorff, Kurt Henning, Rick Rude, and I know I'm forgetting one more guy. Uh, if you guys can remember who it was, but I think I'm, I, I think I'm forgetting somebody. I, I really do. I think I'm forgetting somebody. I don't think Roddy Piper was part of that group, but Roddy Piper did team up with Paul Orndorff. But that that Heenan family, I believe, was Big John Stud. Oh, King Kong Bundy. King Kong Bundy is the person that I'm forgetting. Whew. Tough loss. A lot of my childhood is going away. 71 years old. Also, Charlie Robinson of Night Court, 75 years old, passed away. One of the most underrated characters in sitcom history was the Charlie Robinson character in Night Court. Great show, great character. Rest in peace to Charlie Robinson. <coughs> also, also moving on in the entertainment booth, Misha Green inks an overall deal with Apple TV. But here's the funny thing, people. It was just last week HBO announced that they were canceling Lovecraft Country, which was a huge hit show. It was like two days later. I don't even think it was 24 hours when she... And now she had this deal with Apple TV. <clears throat> My feeling is, is Apple TV didn't just sign her the next day when they found out that HBO had canceled the show. No, that's not how entertainment and TV works when you've got millions of dollars involved. That's not how it works, people. If you, if you, believe, if you believe HBO canceled Lovecraft Country and Apple called her up <coughs> after hearing the news and said, hey, let's sign this deal and get this deal done. That's not how it works, people. I'm pretty sure HBO knew that she was about to sign this deal with Apple. She probably gave HBO a chance to either match or go above the offer. And HBO probably said, you know something? We can't match it, and we're not going above it. And she walked. She walked, and then they announced that they're canceling her show because she was going to walk. I'm pretty sure that's how this went down. I don't think this is... Just happened out the blue. I think this is what happens. Good luck to her. Mr. Green will link ink an overall deal with Apple. And that means there's a good chance that Love, Lovecraft Country will end up on Apple TV for the second season. She already said she had a second season written, already set to go. So we'll see. Keep an eye out, but you heard it here first. <coughs> talked about this about three weeks ago. We talked about Amazon purchasing MGM Library. And how it puts them in the top realm, the top five of streaming sites with this deal. Now the Federal Trade Commission uh, is looking into this, invest, and they're investigating this, and they're going to review it. And they feel that there may be some things going on there. We'll see. We will see. Um, as you know, Biden has already come out and he said he's going to crack down on monopolizations. This is the start of that right here. So we'll see. <coughs> Keep your eye on this story. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, in entertainment news, how many of you guys remember LSG? Supergroup LSG, Gerald Levert, Keith Sweat, Johnny Gill. LSG, one hell of an R&B group. How many of you guys remember TGT, Tyrese, Genuine, Tank, another R&B supergroup. One of the best R&B albums I've ever heard. Now we have The Chai, which will feature Carl Thomas, Donnell Jones, and Dave Hollister. <laughs> you, you got my money already. This album is going to be fire. This album is going to be sick. This album is going to be crazy to the point where 
I already know where these guys need to go on tour. I'm a big fan of Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson's content has been rescheduled. If Charlie Wilson is going on tour, the best way for these guys, the Chi, to get out there would be, yo, Charlie Wilson, get on this tour. I'm here. Paul Forrest, what's up? I see you in the chat, Paul Forrest. Long time no see. Paul Forrest is in the chat. Glad to see you. Have good health, man. Nice to see you in there. Everybody see, give a big shout out. Uh, Paul Forrest, a big supporter of Viana Marie, my artist. Going to give big props to Paul Forrest for doing that too. Uh, heading into the sports booth, Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry, his agent demands a trade after two seasons, but will show up to camp. Now, look, I'm, I, I was the biggest supporter and backer of Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry, his first two years, you really can't judge him. Paul Forrest says, no church stuff tonight, so he's able to tune in, which is good, you know, because family and church first. Get your stuff right. You know, get your stuff right, man. Uh, Nikhil Harry, look, Nikhil Harry came here his rookie year. He got injured. Nikhil Harry didn't play until week nine. He had limited play, and his first full week wasn't until lim was week 10 of his first year, his rookie year. Week 10 to week 17, Nikhil Harry showed some glimpses of being that threat that they wanted. But everybody bashed, at the end of that season, everybody bashed him, and it was like, but he didn't get a full season to play. We really can't figure out. Let's let's wait till next year. Next year comes, Nikhil Harry, healthy, COVID hits. Guys aren't training and practicing like they should be. Plus, he was stuck having to catch balls from a friggin' damaged Cam Newton. He was targeted 86 times, and to be honest, they're not happy with the numbers. If I'm his agent, I'm fighting. I'm arguing with this whole thing. And for him to demand the trade but still show up to camp, how about just coming out and just playing your ass off because you got a good chance to really change this whole attitude about uh, from people around you and about you in the NFL, because this is going to be your first, this will be your first real true season, Nikhil. Because I'm, I'm sympathetic towards you right now, bro. I'm sympathetic. Like I said, your first year you came and you got injured, you didn't get to play until week 10. And then last year was COVID. And anybody who takes anything against anybody for COVID last year, because people say, well, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl. I, I, I get it. Yeah, Tom Brady did win the Super Bowl and stuff under COVID. They did. But there's a lot of things that, that factioned into last year that, that messed a lot of teams up under COVID. Let's be real. Let's be real, okay? Uh, moving on, Greg Popovich is pissed. Pissed. Greg Popovich gave an interview. He got pissed at the reporter after Team USA lost their second game in exhibition before they head off to the Olympics. And I'm going to tell Greg Popovich this. You have no business yelling at a reporter and being upset at a reporter for calling out what exactly what me and Marcel Smith and Shea Cotton said on this show. Marcel Smith and Shea Cotton said it. Today's players in the NBA are soft. They're soft. They don't have any hunger. They don't have any real goals. You call your buddies in the offseason. You put everybody in stack a team and win it and easily win a championship. You never test it every night. The reason why the dream team did so well and, 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 and dominated and blew people out years ago is because that group of guys, even though they were all superstars, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, all those guys, man, all those guys hated each other in the NBA. And even when they got over there for Team USA, they still had that competitive hunger to outperform each other, even at that level. These guys today in the NBA, they don't have that today. They don't have that. They're spoiled, high-priced athletes who run a team. LeBron James is the greatest example. He's an overpaid NBA mercenary. You left Cleveland. You went to Miami. Left Miami. Went back to Cleveland. Told Cleveland you'd love them and would never leave them. 
and you're back there to stay, and then you went off to the Lakers, which I called. I told everybody. He wanted to go to the Lakers. He wanted to go to the Lakers before he went back to Cleveland. The only reason why he didn't go to the Lakers is because Kobe wasn't ready to step down and let him take that throne. Because that was his plan from the get-go. If he could have went from Miami to the Lakers, LeBron would have been there. But Kobe's like, nah, bro, I got this. I don't need you here. So LeBron went to Cleveland and got that chip and got everybody on his jock. But this is why. If you all want to know why Team USA has dropped two games in the Olympics with Dame Lillard and, 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 and Jason Tate, with the lineup that they got, come on now. And I know some people could come up and probably say, well, you know, they're just trying to coast through the exhibition. So when they get to the Olympics, they're really going to show up. No, no, no. Do you think Larry Bird and Jordan and Johnson, all them dudes, was like, yeah, let's just coast through the exhibition, take a couple of losses? Nah, nah. The first Team USA set the tone right out the gate. Right out the gate. Yo, we the best. Cue DJ Collin voice. We the best. <laughs> That's exactly where we're at right now. You don't come in here and drop two games in exhibition when you're supposed to represent Team USA to the fullest. Hell no. Hell no. You should have, they should have been blowing, they should have blew Australia out. <laughs> they should have blew Australia out. Come on now. 0-2, Greg Popovich, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Get your team right. Get your team right. Damn, man. I'm tired of this. Been complaining about the NBA all the time, man. Also, breaking news. Let me get this up here for you guys. Breaking news, because this is big news. I'm going to have to put it up on the big screen. Nevada State Athletic Commission voted last Wednesday they will no longer discipline fighters for cannabis. The new policy begins as of Wednesday of last week, and it's not retroactive to cases that have yet to be adjudicated. In other words, Cases like Nick Diaz, who suffered suspensions for uh, marijuana use. Uh, but it's still a big thing. Like I said, UFC was this past weekend. Conor McGregor lost, had a crazy ankle break. If I was Dana White last week, if I was Dana White last week, after this news came out, I would have brought Nate and Nick right in the effing ring, right in the effing cage on Saturday night. I would have like, look, who you want to fight? If I was Dana, that's what I would have done. If I was Joe Rogan and they was in the house, I'd have called him right to the cage, yo. Who you want to fight? Come in here. Get it. Yo, Nate, Nick, come, come up in there. Come in the cage for five minutes. Let's talk about this, bro. Let's talk about this, bro. Let's, 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 I'd introduce them in here. I would introduce Nate, Nick. I would be like, come into this cage. Let's go. Let's go. They're no longer tested for weed. Who you want to fight next? Who you want to fight next? Line them up. Line them up. And you know what? People are going to pay to say, see these two fight. They're going to see them fight. And the athletic commission is going to sign off on those fights. So Dana White, don't drop the ball. Don't drop the ball. Get them fights. Get them fights. They're going to be money makers. Hands down money makers. Shit, I'd like to see, I'd like to see Nate or Nick take on like a Clay Guida or something. Or Cerrone or something. Just just a moneymaker. Just a moneymaker fight, man. Bring it on. Bring it on. Fight up here. 7.50. Got 10 minutes to go in the show. Um, Biden bombshells is the last segment before I close out the show. Jill Biden is heading over to the Tokyo Olympics. She's going to represent the U.S. delegation. and going to head over to Tokyo. Again, if you guys remember, Tokyo, Japan... There's not going to be any fans. It's just going to be uh, athletes competing and families. But here's the thing, people. I've been watching the Olympic trials, and I am I'm huge. I'm 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 so ecstatic and excited about the Olympics. That's one of the biggest sports that I love to watch, winter and summer. I, I just I just love it. I love the Olympics. Me and Ken Diesel are huge Olympic nuts. <laughs> um, and as I watch some of these Olympic trials that went on the last couple of months. I'm just letting you people know records are about to drop. Records are about to drop like you've never seen before from all of these countries. And you want to know why? That extra year of training people. People forget that the Olympics, the Summer Olympics was supposed to happen last year. 
and it was pushed back due to COVID, which added an extra year of training to a lot of these Olympic athlete schedules. And what happened was, was when you trained under COVID, guess what? You have now taken away all of that outside BS that could be there. You've taken away the media. You've taken away people watching you practice. You've taken away You've taken away all that stuff so you can just focus on being the best that you can be last year. This is why I'm telling you, listen to me right now, people. This is why records are about to fall like you've never seen records fall before in the Olympics. This extra year of training in solitary, pretty much solitary confinement is going to amaze people. It's going to blow people away. I'm just letting you know that. It just lets you know. Yep, Paul Forrest, I know. I know. Shikari Richardson, that Paul, yeah, the pot thing does stink four months, um, you know, but she knew the rules. That's the sad thing. She knew the rules, and, you know, she did it. But with with Nevada State Athletic Commission doing what they just did, um, it's going to open eyes to a lot of committees and commissions to, to dump marijuana, MLB, NBA, NFL have all pretty much done away with uh, marijuana testing. You know, NFL is now promoting CBD like crazy after they pretty much blackballed Ricky Williams from the Miami Dolphins years ago. Ricky Williams was the first person to really talk about marijuana as a medicinal drug. Remember Ricky Williams, you know, wearing his helmet, he had anxiety, he suffered from depression. And the Miami Dolphins here with the Patriots. Miami Dolphins had a chance to pay him extra money, and they pulled him out of a game where Ricky Ricky Williams was running all over the pads. Rick, I was at the game. It was the same game where Doug Flutie did a drop kick, and uh, he, he he was he was I want to say he was fifty something yards away from getting his bonus and whatever he was supposed to get, and the Dolphins pulled him, and they end up losing the game. Ricky Williams was running all, he was eating up real estate left and right. Left and right. But they pulled him because they didn't want to pay him that bonus because it would have set a bad example because he was a big promoter of marijuana. And at that time, they wasn't hearing it. Nobody was hearing that discussion. Everybody thought Ricky Williams was crazy, and he wasn't. So everybody, y'all out there, y'all owe Ricky Williams a huge, huge apology. The NFL should just, you know, the NFL should just come out and take some ads out this year. The NFL should just come out this year and just make a big, big sorry. Have everybody in the NFL back offices sing a whole I'm sorry video and and put Ricky Williams at the end of it. (laughs) But you all is hypocrites now. Hypocrites. You got a big-ass giant sign in Gillette Stadium for Rob Gronkowski's CBD. Y'all, NFL, I'm sorry. Just just give it out, Ricky Williams. I'm telling you, for real. Also, in the Biden bombshells, if you guys didn't know anything, CPAC was this past weekend. CPAC is the Conservative Political Alliance Convention. It's where a whole bunch of conservatives get together. They talk about stuff. Trump made an appearance. Um, the... The, the my pillow dude made the appearance. He's going to be blowing out some false narratives. <coughs> but um, it was scary. It was scary, people. And it's seven fifty-five. But it was scary. They talked about the fact that Biden didn't make his mark of getting ninety percent of the people in America vaccinated by July fourth. They applauded it. They clapped. They applauded at the fact that that Joe Biden failed at that. When I'm pretty sure a majority of those people didn't get vaccinated. And you're clapping at your own hopeful demise. So if you end up with COVID, there's the COVID comma for you. They were clapping. Actually clapping for it. Then they handed out these leaflets. <laughs> with, with a guide as to how they plan on getting Donald Trump back into office in 90 days. By having them eliminate Speaker of the House. Nancy Pelosi and putting him in place of Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> These people are effing crazy. <laughs> C- 
crazy. We had an election, people. He was voted in. There's no going back. It doesn't matter what you did on January 6th. As you guys just saw, people are getting the books thrown at them. Uh, One gentleman is going to get served time. He's only going to have to do six more months, but his life is messed up. Because now that's going to stick on his record. That's going to stay on his record. It's going to affect him for the rest of his life. Just make no mistakes, people. What happened on January 6th was a big deal. Big, it, it, it was a big deal. Nothing to laugh about. Nothing to joke about. And the government's making damn well sure of that one. So, man. And please, again, excuse me for sniffing. Because <laughs> I am dying over here. And if I took Sudafed or some allergy medicine, I'd have been like this. <laughs> it would have been lights out for me tonight if I had took some allergy medicine before this show. For real. For real. So, um, if you guys are looking at my background in the back here, um, and you're trying to think of what it is, I'm holding it down. I'm holding it down. I'm hanging out at Tony Montana's house. For real. For real. I'm holding it down. You want to see? Hold on. Let me just bring this over here. Boom. Tony Montana's house, people. (laughs) So, good stuff, though. Good stuff. Uh, Before we get out of here, we're at 7.58. I got to thank my guest, Andre Mason, for coming on the show with me tonight. Andre Mason. Personal accountability coach. Great stuff. She dropped her links in there. Make sure you follow her. Check her out. And um, again, Oscar Mike Radio, Travis Partington. Follow him. Like I said, patella separation. It's a serious, serious injury for a weightlifter. Huge injury. A lot of guys don't come back. He's documenting it. He's letting people follow him. Show your support. Uh, Sister One Beanies, still available. Not many left. Uh, I actually sent some over to Maddie C Sports for You and Me so he can auction some off and raffle some off. So we're going to make sure you check him out. His show is actually coming up at 8.30. He's got Bianca Marie on his show tonight at 8.30. So you want to make sure to check out Maddie C Sports for you and me. And you know what? I would have loved to have shown you a next picture of some Cinestorm Productions baseball caps. But Lids effed up my stuff. And now I don't have my baseball caps. <laughs> But Lids Corporate actually reached out to me, and they said that they uh, they want to help me out and make this right. So I'm going to give them a chance and see what's going on. But I was pissed. I already told the guy when I spoke with him, y'all cost me two months of sales because them, them, them hats would have been here in June. And I'd have been selling them already from June to July. So um, I need my hats. I need my baseball caps. Maddie C. Sports for you and me says, good segment, Keith, on sports tonight. Yeah, I had to talk about Nikhil Harry because, you know what, I know football. I watch a lot of football, and I think he's getting kind of a bad rap. He had a, he had a, he had a crappy two years here that, was a, that wasn't his fault. He got injured, and it was a bad injury, and then he had COVID, and then he had Cam Newton with a torn-up arm for a quarterback. And let's, and, let's, and let's even be real here. To be honest, if you know anything about football, he was the only weapon on that field last year for Cam Newton because they lost Gronkowski. Gronkowski was gone. Julian Edelman got hurt like week three, week four. His knee went bad again, and you didn't have Julian Edelman. To open the- if you had Edelman on that slot, and if you had another wide threat, and you had Gronkowski at tight end, Nikhil Harry would be a nice threat for the long ball. But he didn't. He didn't have that because they had no tight end last year. They had no slot receiver last year. It, everything was either going to be to the Keel Harry or to the running back in the flat. And all defenses did was cover Nikhil with two and leave one in the zone to cover that slot route just in case. But to be honest, he was covered most of the time. So if you, if you complain about Nikhil Harry, you really don't know much about football, to be honest. 
You really can't complain about him. He didn't have it's it's not his fault. And, the, and I understand he's he's unhappy with the signings that they made, but my feeling is is hey Nikhil, shut up and step up. This is your first full season. Nelson Aguilar, you know, my son said he drops too many passes. So you could easily jump him in the depth chart if you have to. You know what I'm saying? So look, he could come and ball out. Come and ball out, yo. That's put your money where your mouth is. Because if you get traded, you can end up someplace you don't want to be. You know? So that's all I got to say, Nikhil. Think think better. Think smarter. Sometimes sometimes these agents get players in the wrong place mentally. But whatever. We're good. Again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in the show. These are the guys who supported the show and bought their hats. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with me, showing what's up. And showing those supports. Again, Oscar Mike Radio, Maddie C Sports for you and me. Happy hour with Lito. Talk back with Gloria Shea. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good shows. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight, hanging out with me. I'll be back here next week, uh, 8.30. Maddie C Sports for you and me. And um, all I got to say is, SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate and y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak assholes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit. It's like I'm my own now. I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city out. W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O, that's your website, enter your website, enter your website, enter your website.